T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Yeah, WTIC. We're going to have fun talking about songs, Christmas songs, ones that should be be, uh, thrown into the dust pile of history, the dustbin. Candace West Hartford, hi. Hi. What do you think? Hi. Oh, all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. This is your favorite song or the one you wish would go away? I wish it would go away. The other one. Why? Yeah. Well, the other one is uh, from the movie with Chevy Chase, the Hawaiian Hawaiian Christmas song. Is that where that song originated? I don't know. That's the only place I've ever seen it, but probably not. No, I don't think so. Somebody else mentioned that. They did? Yeah. I mean, that doesn't hurt you mentioning it. It doesn't preclude you mentioning it. It's just interesting that that, that something about Hawaii rubs people the wrong way when it comes to uh, celebrating (laughs) Christmas. Something about the movie. (laughs) Oh, okay. For you, it's the movie. My two front teeth, that that, uh, it's not as bad as some. It's not as bad as the donkey. Donkey is gross. And so is the hippopotamus. The hippopotamus is pretty gross. And how do you feel about Paul McCartney's Wonderful Christmas Time? I I never minded it. That was okay. Okay. Candace is a Paul fan. Was he always your favorite Beatle? Uh, Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Candace. Good to talk with you. 860-522-9842. Let's see what's happening on the ride. The BPS Lawyers Traffic Center, Mark Christopher. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. WTIC, good afternoon. Happy you're here. So uh, we've been talking about Christmas songs that you'd like to 86 as as we say, we used to say in the restaurant business when we used to be in it, but I know that's a terminology that is used for uh, items that are that you run out of in a restaurant. You 86 the item, take it off. I don't know if that's used anywhere else, is it? Any other line of work? Anyway, somebody suggested that the way to think about a Christmas song that you don't want to hear anymore is that you would be willing to 86 it. That is never hear it again. Which is, uh, you know, that's something I think about a lot, where I hear a song and I say, oh, I would love to never hear this again. You know, a song that's been played so much. 
that it's just fine in perpetuity, even if you like the song, to never hear it again. So we're talking about Christmas songs that you never want to hear again. I've thrown out a couple of personal questions for you to consider, which uh, we haven't gotten to yet. But what in your life can you suggest a decision that is the worst one you ever made? And what year in life was your best? Was there a time, is there a time you would go back to? in your life and, and be happy to stay there forever or for some big chunk of time, like do five years in your senior year in high school, for example. What was your glory year or the glory period of your life or the best moment in terms of career or family or what? I, I find that interesting because for me, life just keeps getting better. Uh, I didn't like being young too much because people don't take you seriously and and uh, you get marginalized, put in these little boxes of where you're supposed to be. Other people telling you what to do, where to go. I hated that about being young. High school didn't do much for me. I know a lot of people loved high school, but not me. Of course, I never liked school. If you don't like school, it's hard to, it's hard to feel great about your youth, I think. So anyway, the older I get, the better life is. And I assume that will turn around at some point, you know, if if I'm not one of those lucky people who there are some people who are just healthy until 20 minutes before they die. And then they and then it all happens fast at the end, which isn't a bad way to do things. That's the way I look at it, that the dream way to die. Well, there's two. I have two conflicting dreams there on the the best thing, I think, the thing you would envy most would be somebody who just lives like that guy they're making this big deal about. And I don't know why, other than maybe because of he he writes about he wore that um, he wore that rainbow shirt covering the the World Cup thing. So I figure that's why the media is writing so much about his death. But it may be just because. Um, you know, because he was there and he died and it, it was kind of shocking. And they're trying to glorify for, because they're trying to get the demographics, the, the immigrant demographic. I don't know. But they've made a very big deal out of this guy dying. But if you think about how he went, oh, you know, there could be a hidden scandal there. Like, was he murdered? Or maybe they're trying to push that. Maybe they're trying to push that whole idea. And maybe he was murdered. But if you if you think about how to go, that's the way to go out, isn't it? You're doing what you love. You drop dead. You don't know the difference. Everybody else can be shocked if they want to. But it's such a dramatic change in your life that you uh, don't ever consider it again. But anyway, the question I wanted to ask you is... Uh, is there a moment that you look on in your life and say, that was it? That was the moment. If I could go back and, and be stuck in a loop for a while, that would be the moment. I'd love to hear that. This is it right now for me, I think. Life is good. I love being on the radio. I love talking to you every day. Love the grandchildren. 
Uh, I wish the climate change was happening faster. A little disappointed that the uh, that the ocean has it hasn't found its way to my door yet. <laughs> That's my biggest complaint. I thought I'd have waterfront property by now. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. I had something else I wanted to mention too. This is kind of a later addition to my uh, thinking today. But you ever look at the Drudge Report, Matt Drudge, Drudge Report, D R U dge report.com it's a very interesting website because it's one of the most successful on the internet and it's this it's so simple it's such a simple website it's it's you know got the white background and black lettering and that's it they'll throw photographs up there anyway i find it intriguing looking at the way the Drudge Report tries to create its own world. And I think this is a little insight into how, how the Internet works and how the media works, that they're, they're trying to get you into a state of mind that, that you get addicted to. They want you to feel a sense of um, the world coming apart. The media is conspiring to do this. Let me read you some headlines on the Drudge Report. All stories that are taken from other sources, this is just an aggregator. That is, they provide links to stories that are elsewhere. But these stories create a sense of the world coming apart, which the media loves and the politicians love. They want us all running around bumping into ourselves and each other. Okay, top left where he puts the breaking headlines, kind of little ads on the top left corner. Shock poll. Republican support for Trump. 2024 craters. Now, that's a pretty good story. What do you think about that? Are you one of the cratering supporters for Trump? Have you reached your end point? Shock poll. Republican support for Trump. Craters. How about that? This is from USA Today. Trump in trouble. Republican support for his 2024 bid falls amid political legal setbacks. Republican support for Donald Trump presidential bid in 2024 is cratered. According to an exclusive USA Today Suffolk University poll, as the former president is beleaguered by midterm losses and courtroom setbacks. Okay, so that's just, uh, you know, that's just one story out of like 100 that are here. But it's, it's one for you to consider, and it kind of sets the mood. And, and let me take a phone call, and then I'll tell you more of these, and we'll take a phone call. Um, 61% want another candidate. DeSantis tops Trump by 23 points. The dawn approaching moment of legal peril. That one's in red. Sinking status may cost him more than presidency. Then crypto creep gave politicians stolen money. Fraud, money laundering. Where did billions go? They want you to feel that the world is coming apart, which maybe it is. Maybe it is. Rick in Cheshire. Hi, Rick. It's just Fritz the cat. He did it again. It's not Rick. Oh, it's Fritz. Fritz. Roland. I have a question Come on, man. About, your, about your Christmas songs. Do you think that you asked him three times and he said it was rich every time? Yeah, no, first he said something like yeah. 
question about our Christmas song. Fritz, Fritz are you uh, on a speakerphone? I can get off of that. See, I'm driving on the... Yeah, that'd be good, because we're in an echo and all kinds of garbage noise. Oh, man. How's that? Thank Is you, that sir. Better? Much better. So now, if you were here, I think we would have known your name. Yes, I think so. I yeah. had a question about a Christmas song. Okay. Do you guys think that Grandma had diabetes? She got ran over by a reindeer, but she was drinking eggnog, and she forgot her medication. And uh, I, I know people that if they don't take their medication, they have diabetic episodes. So I'm just curious. It's part of the Christmas song. Well, would, but what role does the eggnog play in that? Would that make it better or worse? Well, she drank the eggnog after she didn't have her medication, but she still yeah. got ran over by a reindeer. So I think it probably was a reindeer problem. That's what I think. <laughs> Sorry, Todd, I don't want to keep it. It's going to be kind of funny. Thank you, Fritch. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. Nice to talk Good. with you. All right. Take care. <laughs> if he just didn't use that speakerphone, we would have known that his it was Fritz. It's no big deal, Roland. Don't feel bad. You're allowed to make mistakes, you know. You're allowed. Not often. I don't know. I don't know. People are complaining. I'm just looking at text messages. I'm getting all these text messages that we're having some trouble with our internet stream. It's got it's back. Really? Awesome. Okay, the stream is back. Do 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 do. It's back. Okay, so the Drudge Report. Back to the Drudge Report. I love these headlines. These are all good stories. We could talk about any one of these. Pick one. Tesla stock continues slide. How low will it go? That's in red. All the other headlines are in black on the Drudge Report. Tesla stock continues slide. That's red. And the Trump one's red. And then this one, Pope warns omens of destruction for mankind. Isn't that interesting? I, I think uh, a lot of people see that. Pope warns he has seen omens of even greater destruction and desolation for mankind. The pontiff said even more dire times for humanity are set to come. The pope has offered a harrowing vision of the future, saying he has seen signs of an even darker time ahead for humanity. At a mass at the Vatican, the pope, 85, said on Sunday that he has a dire vision for the world with omens of even greater destruction and desolation. Can somebody call the psychologist for the Pope? He's depressed. What's going on with the Pope? I think he's having an emotional crisis. Well, maybe he's seeing into the future. I don't know. The Mass was commemorating the Feast of Our Lady Guadalupe, which fell on Monday. It commemorates the appearance of the Virgin Mary to a, a young man, St. Juan Diego, in Mexico City in, in 1531. It's a national holiday there. But despite the current difficult times for the world, including wars, particularly Russia's conflict in Ukraine, the rising cost of living, poverty, famine, and an international energy crisis, the Pope said he has a vision that things will get worse. My question for you is, does this impact you? Like, do you think the Pope has some understanding of what the future will bring that is beyond the rest of us? Does he have some insights? Or is he speaking as a political figure? 
Is he speaking as a political figure who is trying to accomplish something with his comments? What do you think about that? It is kind of close to Christmas for the Pope to be warning about Armageddon or something in that vicinity. I'm wondering what he's up to. Why is he talking like this? And why does... Why does what he says have impact? What does he know that we don't, in your opinion? 860-522-9842. That's my question for you. And that's the kind of dramatic headline that the Drudge Report seems to love. Because it, it suggests that the world is coming apart at the seams. World's first artificial womb facility grows children. Parents can pick babies' traits. Now we're getting somewhere, finally. Wouldn't that be great if you could just have a checklist and pick the baby you wanted? Come on, you don't like that, Roland? You'd have him 6'11 with a two-foot vertical jump, would you not? T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. WTIC. You want to hear something interesting? Listen to this. This is, um, can you kill that mic on the, uh, on the talkback thing there? Thank you. Uh, this is Jordan Peterson talking about criminal justice i love this you have a family i have a family your brother kills my son so what do i do i come and i kill your father and your cousin and then you think well i killed your father and your cousin i'm going to come back and i'm going to kill four of your people and then i come back and say yeah no problem it's 16 of you this time and then you come back and you say 16 eh let's try for 32 And so this is what happens. This is actually why justice systems are set up, by the way. 
you got, there's a bunch of reasons justice systems are set up. Listen and run through these reasons for a justice system. Have you ever thought about why there's a justice system, like what the different reasons are? Analyze it. Be analytical about it. One is to punish the guilty. Okay, punishing the guilty. Yes, we think that there should be suffering for stepping over the line. That's one. The other is to have the guilty repent. To have them repent. I wouldn't have thought about this, and I'm not even sure why we want them to repent. Because how do you know they're actually repenting? How do you know there's sincerity there? That's two. To maintain social order, that's three. Well, yes, you need social orders probably most of all, right? Except, listen to number four. Here's another one that no one ever thinks about. It's to alleviate you from the responsibility of revenge. One of the reasons we have a criminal justice system is so people don't feel personal responsibility for avenging the death of a loved one or somebody they, they care about. It breaks that pattern and puts the responsibility on somebody else. Isn't that fascinating? I never considered such a thing. And I'm disappointed in myself that I never thought about that. But, but that's terrific. There's a reason for a criminal justice system to make sure everybody isn't spending all of their time running around trying to get revenge and feeling obligated to do it, and, and you leave your life behind while you go and become consumed by this need to get revenge. So the government takes that job over, and that allows the average person who might be getting revenge to be staying them, their productive selves and not going off the deep end. I, I never considered it, but I think it's wonderful. 8605229842. We're going to do the rants in about a half hour. Rant line number 8607514698. Got a few from yesterday to catch up, a few from today. And we will have some fun with that in about a half an hour. In a few minutes, Red Janky will be here. We'll take some phone calls. We've got a lot of stuff to be working on. This afternoon as we make our way through this world of ideas and contemplation. And if you still want to, if you still have on your mind a song that you, a Christmas song that you hate. As I mentioned earlier, I was so psyched to see Paul McCartney's Christmas song mentioned on two separate. What are the 12 most annoying Christmas songs ever lists? And I believe he belongs there, but you know, it's tough to compete with the donkey. It is. Tough to compete. And any of those novelty Christmas songs, I think uh, they're usually pretty bad. 8605229842. Mark Christopher in the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. What's happening on the roads, Mark? Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Yeah, WTIC, thanks for being here. We'll talk to Red in a moment, but let's check in with Dave in Brantford. Hey, Dave. Well, Todd, how are you? If you'll permit me a little bit of griping about some science and technical news. That's oh, all please, over gripe see, about see. science? You want to gripe about science? Gripe about science. All over the news, there's been badly accurate uh, information about that fusion reactor. that has been reported. Oh, man, they made such a big deal out of this story and then told us nothing about it. 
And uh, there's a term that has not been used on any of the news, and I've known about, uh, you know, we've all known about fusion for well more than 50 years. And the term they're not using is break even. When once you ignite, you know, the fusion reaction, you get more energy out of it than it took to light it off. And so we, we crossed the break even point, which yes. we've been trying to cross it for 50 years. And the, mm-hmm. the break even point is, you know, that's like no big whoop, as the kids would say now. Uh, there's a lot of technical things to get to that point, and it's nice that we did. But I'm upset that the Biden administration is acting like they did something. Uh, it's like socialist governments all over the world when all their people are miserable, and they uh, trot out a story about how great things will be in 5, 10, or 15 years. You just stay in the parade. Uh, I'm thinking of Biden and his cancer moonshot. Didn't he start that back when he was the vice president under Obama? And, you know, we're still waiting to get off the ground on the cancer moonshot. Uh, okay, but stick, because you're good at talking about these things, stick with this uh, this whole idea of using the, the lasers to do well, the fusion. And, and having this, gone over that tipping point, you seem to be poo-pooing the tipping point. Is that what you're doing? Well, uh, let me phrase it this way. It takes, uh, I used to know how many, but I'm sorry I'm not up to speed on this. There's like 450 separate laser beams that they've timed them and focused them all the hit on a chunk of lithium. It's not even hydrogen. They ignited lithium. Uh, you know, lithium's getting hard to come by. So you've heard all those other stories about all the hydrogen in the ocean. Well, the heavy hydrogen that you you need for fusion is uh, one part in 12,000. There's hardly any of it in the ocean. There's plenty. There's million-year supply, but it's hard to get out of the water. Anyway, yes. they pulse the laser for like one ten millionth of a second. And they lay down uh, like 100 million megawatts for one millionth of a second. And I think most of your audience is smart enough to realize, well, if you average that over, there's a million segments in a second. You're talking about an average energy level of 10 watts. You know, big deal that you put down 10 million watts of energy pulse for a millionth of a second and you ignite it to hydrogen. <laughs> but over the course of one second, you know, once you light it, it's got to burn. Well, we're not there yeah. yet. It, it's not burning. All we did was ignite it. And so the average level of output, you know, it's very impressive. Ten million. Oh, so this is what I wasn't understanding about it, because they said they only have the ability to light it once a week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It take, And that's the point of break even. It takes so much energy to ignite it. And it takes a lot of energy to keep the uh, the reaction confined. So you've got a bunch of magnetic coils, which are usually cooled with like liquid nitrogen, because you mm-hmm. put so much power into them to magnetically confine the reaction because it's plasma. And again, the most interesting thing is, uh, as I understood the stories they spun up today, they ignited lithium, not actual hydrogen. And you know lithium is, well, it's getting to be harder and harder to get because it's in limited supply. Sure. I suggest uh, you need an expert on the show. Why aren't we getting those modular miniature fission reactor reactors, which we could have them built and running in a year? I'm, I'm getting tired of pie in the sky. You know, green new energy and all kinds of tricks and storage batteries. Uh, they won't be ready in my lifetime. That uh, we've made a mistake. We need, uh, and you know this, Todd. We need fission reactors. That they work now. We don't have to wait for another breakthrough. And I'm, I'm just upset that they've exaggerated. It, it is nice as a technical piece, but we've been waiting 50 years to achieve break even. 
that that's not much of a technical accomplishment. Okay, as, uh, I got as, you. As George Capalvo always said, fusion is always, we're just about to be 20 years of around the corner. And that's yeah, so how we, it feels like. We're, we're always getting halfway closer. I got it. Thank you, Dave, for that good report. That was wonderful. If you can uh, give us a follow-up soon on the fission, that would be great. Red Janky joins us now on WTIC, the-red-line.com. Hello there, Red. What's going on? Hey, Todd. Well, um, I have to um, say there's some good news. Um, there is? Where? Well, yeah, um, I'm looking at a Hartford Business uh, Report article uh, by Greg Bordenaro, um, who interviewed the governor, who is talking tax cuts. The governor is talking tax cuts. The governor is talking tax cuts. He's first, and that's off, good news. Well, do, do, I, is, isn't know. what he talks about usually something that's uh, deceptive? Well, um, let's first take it at face value. He's talking about uh, canceling the corporate income tax surcharge. Mm-hmm. The corporate income tax is seven and a half percent, and. Um, Often when people get defensive about uh, Connecticut's high taxes, they mention that number. The reality is there has been a surcharge on top of that for over a decade, and he's talking about eliminating the surcharge. The surcharge was 20% for a while, and now it's now it's down to 10. He's talking about canceling the 10. But that's a tax cut. That's a corporate tax cut. Um, you cut corporate taxes uh, on balance, you're going to attract uh, or uh, retain business, and businesses are employers. So the employment outlook improves. Uh, let's give him credit for putting that idea out there. Uh, it's an idea. He's mentioning that he may do this in his upcoming uh, budget proposal, which he will release in early February. He's also talking about a middle-class ta- tax cut, a tax cut for those earning uh, up to or less than $150,000, reducing that from uh, 5% to 4% for those earning less than seventy-five, and joint filers earning less than 175 so I think I think we need to change our tune here, at least in terms of uh, Governor Lamont's uh, tone and outlook. That's positive. Um, so instead of taking shots, let's uh, have a round of rep- applause. Um, he's acting like a Republican. He's acting like a, re- a conservative. Um, now, in deference to uh, what you said at the very beginning, in immediate reaction to my first couple of sentences this is all talk right now so you know talk's cheap um let's see if he walks the talk well i'm wondering if if these recommendations these ideas being floated by the governor are if they would change this fact that the tax foundation has come out with their their latest ratings and taxes in in the states they've they've rated all the states but the tax burdens overall are higher over the last three years including 2022 than in any other year since 1978 and 
the number two highest taxed state in the country is Connecticut, which is just a remarkable achievement because you have to think about the, the states that, that are below Connecticut. Hawaii is taxed at a lower rate than Connecticut. Vermont, California. Wait a second, New- Todd. Don't, don't, go, don't go through the full list, but if we're the second highest, it stands to reason there are 48 below us, so don't start through a list of 48. Well, I didn't want to do the whole 48. I just wanted to mention some of the ones that it's kind of stunning that Connecticut, well, who's which... Well, number one, first of all? By the number one. Do you want to take a guess? Uh, Illinois or New York or no, it's California for sure. Nope, you ha- New York is correct. New York, New, New, California has a is number five is the fifth highest taxes in the country. How do you possibly beat California with highest tax? It's so irresponsible. How can it be? It's it's almost a third higher for virtually every over eighty percent of the states in the country. Connecticut's tax rate. How can it be that in Florida, it's 9.1% total tax and local taxation. It's 15.4% in Connecticut. How is that possible? How is it possible for there to be bunches of other states like Ohio and Indiana? And they just, the list goes on and on that have dramatically lower taxes than the state of Connecticut. And why, how is it justified for there not to be Anybody talking about actually lowering taxes in a significant way? Well, uh, again, I'm giving the governor credit for actually talking about lowering taxes in a significant way. Now, why is that? If you look at the most likely reason for him to do it, it would be to continue to play the game of being a moderate being able to call himself a moderate and have the media parrot that like it's a meaningful statement because he's because there are are leftists in the Democratic Party who of course will ravage the state once there isn't a governor like Ned Lamont once they get a a uh, governor who's willing to go out on a ledge and advocate for these things but that may never happen because it's such a beautiful political position to pretend to be in that the governor has posed for himself. He gets to pretend to want lower taxes while everyone is living in a state that it has the second highest cost of government in the country. What a stunning reality, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's it's a dramatic uh, juxtaposition. Um, you know, I you know I've been writing about another factor we should bring to the fore, which is uh, both OPM. Office of Policy and Management, which is uh, the administration's budget office, and the legislative budget office, Office of Fiscal Analysis, have put out their fiscal accountability reports in mid-November. And the first thing that everybody should realize about those reports is they're coming out before two of the most critical uh, data sets are available that are going to be necessary to project, assess fiscal accountability, and as in isn't that nicer? They're do, they're giving us the con again. They're conning us again. Yeah. Sorry, Red, we're we're out of time, so I've got to hold you right there. But thank you so much for 
bringing more bad news to our attention, especially the governor playing games on trying to pose as a uh, lowerer of taxes. I, I can't join you to uh, give him a round of applause on that. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.